Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Australia have done it. They have won the World Cup for the sixth time. Some of you listeners might have heard my reaction at 4 a.m., but I'm joined by Gav Joshi now to get into the the meat and bones of this fabulous win by Australia. Gav, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Menes. You surely need a cup of coffee or a cup of tea this morning. What an eventful night. I mean, seriously, like at what point... You know, we were communicating during the match. Was 240 enough for India? Is the pitch going up? Why didn't Smithy review all these things? But, oh, my God, what a – I mean, Travis Head, we, we, I'm sure we're going to talk about it. But six wins. Now, in our lifetime, I reckon, Menace, and hopefully we both go on to have long lives, but I don't think any other country catches up. I mean, some team will have to win three consecutive World Cups and Australia not to win them. So until we're – pretty much you know dead and buried odd, dead and buried yeah I, I think we can just tell the whole world you're never <laughs> gonna have enough world cups as us what do you reckon i like it it's a little bit of a depressing thing thinking about the end of the road for us already but you're right i mean it's, it's incredible to win six titles and the next nearest is with two titles let, so there's a huge gap let, let, let's start off i'm just going to put you on the spot is so, out of the six is this the best one Absolutely, it is. I was thinking Better about than this, Alan um, Borders '87. Well, that's the one that I think is closest to this one, and yep. you know, I, I wasn't following it as closely as I've been following this one, so it's hard for me to judge. But I think it it pips 2015 because we were the raging hot favourites at yep. home. It pits 2007 and 2003. The strength yep. of the opponents weren't as great as the, the challenge we faced playing India at home. Uh, 99 was a fantastic victory um, and it was, it was a great victory, but, you know, Pakistan didn't turn up to the, to the final um, and 87, well, th- that is one that does rival this. But I think when you you, you look at this one in, in isolation, just everything was set up for India to win and Australia got the job done. What do you yeah. think? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I reckon it's on par. Like I said, I was, you know, I don't remember 87. I, but from all the stories I've heard, uh, you know, a lot of people, I mean, sadly, Dean Jones is no longer with us, but I recall Dino saying that, it, look, that was incredible. That was, you know, Bob Simpson pushing us to the limit. That was Alan Border at its best. Nobody gave us a, you know, effing chance. And we did it. And we did it in India. Like, you know, and that was against, there was no five-star hotels and, and et cetera, et cetera. And we beat the old enemy. Beat the old enemy, you know, and and so that was incredible. So, I mean, I I, I wish I, I wish Dino was alive today, and because he he would probably gave us the best comparison um, of of which one was was a superior victory. But in our eyes, let's exclude eight, 1987 because we probably didn't witness it to an extent that we witnessed the last five, six, seven. It is, it is like, and I totally agree with you. I mean, the the, the, the four. I think Australia. You know, yes, they probably were the top three in this World Cup, but England and India were way ahead of them. Playing in India, everything had to go well. It did. The start wasn't that great, but hey, I mean, full credit, Pat Cummins. What did, what were you going to do if, if if Australia won the World Cup? Now, didn't we have a bet? I, I can't remember what the bet was, but I, I seem to remember my support for Cummins and McDonald has never wavered. I mean, you know, some people sort of drift in and out. Um, you know, my support <laughs> for them has has been unwavering throughout the campaign. And um, you know, you you know, you sort of try and put it up the magnitude of the win on top of the year they've had. Um, mm. You know, just to, and you know, you think that two years ago they won the T Twenty World Cup. This year, this year they win the 50-over World Cup. This group of players, you know, are putting together such an impressive CV. And people say, oh, you know, you look at those teams from 2003 and 2007. Well, there's five or six of these te- this team that have won two World Cups now. Um, so it's, it's superstars. Absolutely. I, I, I totally agree. I, I like it's how it's, you know, when we talked about Australia, I, I, we rarely talk in the same breath you know, mention Travis Head in the same breath as a Manus or a Mitchell Stark or a Cummins or even a Zampa for that matter, you know, and he was pivotal today. He was pivotal in the semi-final. He was pivotal in the World Test Championship. Similarly, last Australian success was, at, you know, the T20 World Cup in Dubai where I thought, you know, Adam Zampa was probably the player of the, the tournament. Um, Mitch Marsh had an outstanding tournament. These are the guys in the last 18 months, we, I think we we'll learn to cherish more, um, you know, in the next sort of sort of into the future because we've always yeah. thought, yes. Uh, so, and I think that's wonderful for Australian cricket because if, if you told me that, you know, Amanus didn't get runs in the WTC, um, you know, David Warner didn't get runs or Smitty didn't get runs in the World Cup final, can Australia win? Most people would say no. But here it is, you know, Travis Head, the likes of him and Scott Boland going back and, you know, the, the – the summer he's had sort of thing. This is great. I think Australian cricket, I think it's the, you know, they say that the next tier should, should raise their game uh, and can't just depend on the, the Manuses and the Smiths and, and, and the Starks and, and the Lions. And here it is. These guys have elevated their game and that's why I think Australia has been successful. And that's why this compares to or is perhaps greater than 1987 World Cup win because it's that, yeah. you know, next tier of players that have, brought success to Australia this time around. And and I guess, you know, it's interesting stepping back that this group of players, the legacy they will leave is more in white ball cricket. Great test players that they are. 
fantastic test players. I'm not taking away from them, but they haven't had that signature test series win. They haven't won the Ashes and won a series in England. They haven't beaten India and India in test cricket. But what they have done is they've brought home three World Cups, the 2015 World Cup, the, the 2021 T20 World Cup, and now the yep. 50 over World Cup. And, you know, they were they were the underdogs, Gab. And I think that really suited them going into this final. The fact that um, you know, India were unbackable favourites really helped Australia. Absolutely. I mean, you just look, I'm sure most of Australians, I mean, uh, listening to Mark Taylor, I had the radio on, um, listening to a couple of radio stations, and people, former players, were absolutely stunned by Pat Cummins' decision to, you know, bowl first. How could you bowl first in India? I mean, this this pitch is going to be slow. It's going to turn. What's it going to do? But what a mastermind by Cummins. And the execution, man, is, is as good as, uh, you know, and... Well, you've got to back it up, Cummins, don't you? you, you you've well, got to back yes. it up. If you're going to take that gamble and bowl first, you know, you have to back it up and you know you're going to have to chase, which... which you know, as we said in the preview, chasing 240 in the finals, like chasing 260, 270. So um, it's one thing to take the gamble, but then to back it up. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, I believe a, the coaching I, staff went to the ground the night before. Yes. Um, and they saw the due. Um, and that's why they, one of the major reasons they decided to bowl yeah. first. And, and from what I've heard is they also wanted to negate India's spinners. I mean, so, um, you know, even if the dew didn't come, right, right. I mean, I guess, you know, bowling under light sometimes, you know, it, it was when it's hot and dry and that's when, you know, the, the, the pitch can turn a little bit more, it becomes more abrasive, reverse swing comes into it. Yes, but to execute it, I mean, see, like Pat Cummins, that's that's the best I've seen him bowl in white ball cricket. Um, you know, he just bowled his cutters and, and he just stuck and backed. He backed himself. And I like to go to that example against David Miller, um, even in the semifinals, where, yes, he's bowling to the long boundary. We Miller knew what he was going to do. He's going to bowl short cutters into the pitch. He's going to have mid-wicket, square leg, and a deep uh, long on in place and says, keep hitting it. And David Miller hit a six, but then he perished. And who knows, if Miller lasts that long, they go on to you know score 20 runs, which might have been the difference, but that's Pat Cummins. He backed himself. He's that his motto during the World Cup has been back yourself. Travis said, I mean, uh, look, just don't Pat know, Cummins. I just want to jump in there. You talk about that tactic. Yeah. Dan Cherney was reporting from News Corp that the day before the game, you could see the, the groundskeeper testing the bounce on the pitch with a tennis ball, and they were then getting a roller at one end to, to make it flatter, to take a bit of bounce out to nullify the Australian fast bowlers. Now, look, I don't know whether that's true or not. I'll get Indian fans telling me it's not true, but Dan Cherney's reporting it, so it probably happened. And then the, the Aussie bowlers adapted, slower mm. ball bounces. Um, you know, instead of trying to hit the pitch, they, they got those off cutters and stuff, and it really helped. Yeah, I read some stats somewhere that I think um... – you know, some some nearly forty one percent of Pat Cummins's deliveries was slow cutters into the pitch. Um, I think Josh Hazelwood was up there, and once the ball reversed a touch, I mean, mm. just you know, Josh Hazelwood was taken on by Rohit Sharma, but his delivery to dismiss Jadeja was beautiful. It, it, it's it's a bit of you know test um, out of sort of test bowling. You know, just sort of again drawing him forward and still getting the edge. That was so well bowled. I mean, we thought Adam Zampa. I mean, just going back to the bounce, I mean, uh, it, it's quite strange because it, Indian spinners didn't really, you know, come into the game. I don't think the pitch turned. 
I don't think it turned. It was basically low and slow, which, look, I mean, if, you know, if India have gone on to doctor these sort of pitches and stuff like that, it's it's almost like they made their own bed and they're pissed in it. That, you mm, know, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think. It's backfired on them big time. I mean, because, you know, all these guys are stroke makers. They actually like the ball coming onto the bat. Um, and then it was interesting because Rohit Sharma would have batted first as well. And, you know, he admitted that. That's what he said, time. though. Uh, that's what he yeah. said, though. Well, yeah, I mean, but mm. look. Well, yeah. well, I want to get into where it all went wrong for India. and But just, just a couple of things before we get into the in-depth match analysis. You know, one thing that you have to give credit to, you know, Cummins, McDonald and Bailey's, every gamble they have taken has paid off. You know, they decided to leave Travis Head in the squad when he was injured and Pat Cummins told the story that that was McDonald, that um, he McDonald came to Cummins uh, a day after the injury and said to him, I think we need Travis Head at the business end of the tournament to win this cup and I think we should leave him in. So, you know, big tick to Andrew McDonald. Um, but, you know, you look at all the gambles, just taking one spinner, huge gamble, but it paid off because Maxi bowled better than ever. I mean, they took a yeah. few, they rolled the dice, and they got all came up winners. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You summed it up. Well, we, we talked about this. I mean, I, I, I look at the two heroes of the, the batting performance, you know. I, I said we wouldn't – I. Australia shouldn't pick Honest. one of yes. and, and you said no way they should risk Travis Head going to India, you know, and we were both pr- proven wrong. Um, I, 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 I guess once they once they got Travis Head, I think Manus sort of was always going to play because Australia had a template. I think they followed that template well. Um, but you're right. Like, I mean, to stick – but we talked about that record of Travis Head. I think he was averaging 64 since he came back. He was monumental. His strike rate's 120. And he's in the – you know, he's 29, 30 years of age at the peak of his powers. And it didn't daunt him. Nothing daunted Travis Head. Um, a great story, mm. I think, and I've tweeted about it, is, um, you know, a few years ago playing for ICB, Rout Coley's team, and he, he was a decoy for AB de Villiers. Nobody <laughs> knew who he was. And he's he actually spent a lot of a bit of time discussing how to handle you know big match, um, sort of how to handle the pressure with, with even likes of Coley, and he just realised he had to be himself, not put pressure on himself. And he's just a he's almost your you know your typical Australian cricketer. If you see Travis Head probably celebrating today, and he plays park cricket in Adelaide tomorrow, he'll be the exact same bloke. And I'm so happy for him because he, you know, there, there, there's there's the glamour and and and. And, you know, you have the Warners and the Smiths with the, all, all the eyeballs. But oh, Travis Head, I mean, he just, you know, sort of resembles a lot of the Australian people who yeah, go and play cricket. Exactly. He, yeah, um, absolutely. And, I, look, good on him. I think he had to be there. And I've, I've been calling for it. If, if, if Head's going to be there, it just freed up, frees up Mitch Marsh, frees up everyone. Um, and you're right, the selection gamble. Full credit to George Bailey as well, sticking with, you know, uh, look, fantastic. Uh, I mean, good on Australia. But the, the other big one as well, and I'll give credit to you, is the dropping of Alex Carey. Probably no one expected that. You know, they're going to add another right-hander. Is that going to work? Carey, perfect. Left-hand right-handers. Look, paid off. Definitely in that semi-final, English was I, 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 Sorry, just, just one more point I want to make is I think the selection – if you go back to that third match um, ODI against India just prior to the World Cup, where Australia mm. scored three seventy five, in that there was no there was the four set bowlers. Australia played the three quicks and Adam Zampa, 
and they won that game after losing the first two, experimenting with you know a, the all-rounder part. I think that has a significant impact on the way Australia wanted to play as well. They they said, given the way Maxi bowled in that match as well, they said that's it. We're going to back our four bowlers and we're going to back the rest of the batting. I think that also was a key moment in the way Australia approached this World Cup. Oh yeah, and Agar's injury almost gave them yes. no choice because the, the, all their plans would be to have him as the second spinner, and it was thrown out the yeah. door on the eve of the tournament. So, and and you just go back to that sliding doors moment in that third World Cup game against Sri Lanka when they get off to that fast start. I think they're you know none for 120, and Australia's World Cup campaign is uh, looking like it's going to come to a shuddering halt with three consecutive losses, and then you know some sensational fielding from Warner in the outfield some great bowling by Cummins and they turn that game around and go on an unbeaten streak of nine games. It's historic. Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it, it's still hard to digest. I mean, Australia won the world cup. Can we believe it? You know, here we were doing a preview a couple of months ago going, and you said, you even said that they might not even make the semis if things don't go yep. well, but hey, here are the world champions, Australia. What a final. I mean, one-sided at the end, but, geez, the crowd was silent. Um, you know, I, yeah, I was constantly doing a bit of work for Indian TV, and you can see some of the reactions. And, oh, look, I, I mean, India tried everything, I, I believe. I, Australia, simply too good. They were too good. I want to get into the, the match details, and we're going to, we've got to take a break. But before we get into the match details and take a break, tell me, I mean, how bad will it be in India morning, this loss? I mean, you could see it in the stadium. You could hear a pin drop. I mean, the atmosphere was sucked out of the ground. I mean, at the end when they had the 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 drone show, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a, a drone show to celebrate the end of the World Cup and it had the Indian flag almost predicting that India would win. It had champions in blue almost predicting India would win, but they haven't. I mean, all of India will be stunned right now. They would be, yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I'm sure there's going to be a, you know, a bit of a post mortem. Um, I mean, looked Rohit Sharma looked a little bit dejected quite early on. I mean, I, I guess we saw, you know, a, a, the difference between the Kohli and the and the, um, the Rohit Sharma captaincy. There's no way Kohli would have, I won't say caved in, but you know, Kohli would have still puffed his chest out. He would have been a lot more emotional. While Rohit was more calm, he probably knew the game was gone. Um, so, Did but, you see Coley try and get under Manus's skin when he came yeah. out to bat? Manus came out and and Coley started to give him the death stare and chirped him a bit. Yeah, think, well, knowing that they needed to get him out. Obviously. Yeah, well, one one other person that gave him a few words was actually Shreyas Iyer, which is quite rare as well. So, but uh, didn't work. No, it didn't work. Good on Manus. I mean, he played such a simple game, didn't he? He knew he just had to bat 100 balls, get 15 runs to Australia with the way Hebert was going, I'm going to win. Manus didn't take one risk. Fantastic. And that's game awareness for Manus. Sensational. Even Travis Head, for that matter. Like, oh, just, you know, this, this is why potentially he could be, uh, you know, he will be an Australian captain somewhere, you know, close in the next couple of years. I don't know when, but yeah, I agree. He, he's penciled in for that. 
But Martinson's story almost epitomises this World Cup for Australia. I mean, you know, yeah. he wasn't even in the original 20 that was announced. Then he got a reprieve and got on that plane to South Africa. And then from just there, he made every post a winner. He scored runs. He fielded so well. He he took chances with runouts. I mean, you know, he could have been dropped at any time during the World Cup, but every time they look like dropping him a player would get ruled out and he kept playing and now Marnus has played I think 19 one-day internationals in a row for Australia and he was in tears on the ground afterwards when he realized how lucky he was I mean it just epitomizes this World Cup journey it does and I that's Paddy Cummins pretty pretty much summed that up didn't he he said we we had to be brave we had to take our chances we had to and sometimes when you know you don't you feel like if you play just sort of your typical cricket it might not be good enough to win you need to think outside the box or try something different um and and australia did uh look i mean travis head's conclusion was massive as as pat cummins pointed out but yeah even manus like you know and again that i go back to that third one day uh, against uh, against india and lead up to the world cup where manus scored i think on a you know he came in and I think he scored 74 of 60 balls. That was an indication that on a flat pitch, Manus can do a job. He he can score it better than run a ball. He can do it against India. He can do it on a good pitch. And that, again, so I think, you know, it was a constant to me. It, it felt like Australia went to India and there were still plenty of questions. I think as they played, they found solutions. And, and now I think, you know, that's what makes this team even so you know, this achievement um, so much superior than any other World Cups where there was a fixed plan. Here, Australia wanted to play that way, but they probably didn't know how they were going to play that way. Um, and, you know, full credit to Andrew McDonald's, Daniel Vittori, George Bailey, the selector. Um, you can go on, but uh, look. I but mean, also the players. I mean, I think, that, you know, I've said it many times, this is a, a player-led environment. They yes. run the show and therefore yep. you have to give them credit. They got the job done. They probably, you know, at times in that game against Sri Lanka thought, bloody hell, our World Cup could end here. We've got to pull our finger out. And, and boy, did they ever. But look, well, we'll be back in a moment to fully wrap up this match. But this episode is brought to you by NordVPN. And you can get a great deal on this VPN service if you head to nordvpn.com forward slash cricket unfiltered. And with the rise of cybercrime, it's never been a more important time than right now than to have a VPN because you can protect all your private browsing data and give yourself some peace of mind uh, when you're surfing the internet. And um, you get a great deal if you head to nordvpn.com forward slash cricket unfiltered. Um, you'll get a money-back guarantee. You'll get a great rate over two years. So go and check it out, nordvpn.com forward slash cricket unfiltered. Okay, we'll be back with more in a moment. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. It's the day after Australia have won their sixth World Cup title. I mean, as I'm with Gav, we're we're happy, but we're sleep deprived. We've sort of reacted emotionally to to the the bigger picture, but let's get into the minutia of the game. We talked about Pat Cummins bravely deciding to bowl first, and you know Rohit Sharma did what he's done so often. He came out of the gates, and um, India dashed to thirty. Uh, without loss in the fifth, fifth over. And then Gill is the first to go, hits one to Zampa at mid-on, out for four, and Australia get the breakthrough. And, you know, huge wicket. Gill's been in, and you picked it beforehand. He's been unstoppable form. But, you yeah, know, that was kind of a loose shot. Yeah, it was. I mean, look, as soon as you saw the pitch, you, you knew that the ball was hitting, you know, the, the even the down of the ball hitting the bat was quite different. Um, you, you hardly saw a cover drive. You saw Manus play one. Travis Head probably played a couple. Uh, Coley played one, especially in that first innings, I think. Um, but, yeah, so Gil, look, I think they would love looking to attack. And, you know, not lack of pace. You can see Gil probably plays that shot on, on a pacey pitch through mid-wicket. It lops up to mid-on, lack of pace. Uh, but what a brilliant bowling change by, uh, you know, Pat Cummins to – he just flirted. He just flirted with that idea of Maxwell. Rohit was always going to take him on. Um, one can argue that Rohit's always batted like this, but he tended to come off this over. Did he need to, you know, basically get so greedy? Uh, but then Travis Head took a catch, which none of the Indian fans have talked about how India you know, recorded an upset in 1983 World Cup. And to get Ruth Richards out, Kapil Dev took a similar kind of catch, and that and Travis Head took that mm-hmm. catch, and that changed the momentum. It did. It, Rohit Sharma was out, and then Shreyas Iyer went, and suddenly India three for eighty odd, and and the game had turned. That was a huge moment in the game as well. Oh, that, that catch from Travis Head, you know, arguably as important as his innings, because at that stage, India one for seventy six in the tenth over. Sharma is motoring at forty seven off thirty one. You think? They're, they're on track here to get a, a big first innings target. Cummins is going to have egg on his face for sending them in. Um, he, you know, he's going to be flying home on QF1 in shame. But instead, you mean, just to, if you haven't seen it, you know, Sharma sort of skews a drive. Travis Head from inside the circle ran, I mean, th- three quarters of the way to the boundary. And then, you know, he took the ball over his shoulder. You know, any of the AFL players out of Adelaide would have been thrilled with that take. I mean, it's one of the greatest catches in World Cup history for Australia because of, you know, the the importance of that wicket. And, you know, I think, you know, there should be a statue of that catch outside the Adelaide Oval of of Travis Head with the big mo taking it over his shoulder. Um, is it a, Sharma? Sharma's is, in is control. He, yeah, is he the greatest? Oh, we'll talk this about at the end of the podcast. But is he the greatest cricketer to come out of South Australia in the last thirty years? Well, it's a big call, but I think Darren, so. Darren Lehman, but then you know, I mean. Travis said, I mean, World Test Championships. I mean, he's he's done Mm, a fair bit. I think it's a good Um, call. Darren Lehman, you know, probably close, but, I mean, that was just incredible. So you're right. So Sharma goes, and that catch, I mean, that really 
was the beginning of the shift in momentum because it stunned the crowd. I was dancing around my living room uh, because, you know, those catches win matches. And, we, you know, we saw throughout this team, the big this throughout this tournament, the big moments, the Aussies fielded really well. And not just that, though, in that first 10 overs, I reckon they saved 20 runs in the circle just with oh, good yes. fielding. Warner patrol in the boundary, come and save the few. I mean, it was they were like prowling like lions. Oh, absolutely. Australia just flicked this switch on, you know. In like they said, India was probably the best team in the World Cup, but Australia was a better team in the final and in the semi-final as well, you know, like so you but you gotta know when to how to win. And I think Australia in those that 10 overs against South Africa at the start set the benchmark again yesterday. Sometimes, you know, you go on a gut feel, and Pat Cummins probably felt that yesterday. They said, yep, look, we did it against South Africa. We can chase on a, on a turning pitch. Let's go out here. If we repeat what we did in the first 10 overs against South Africa, against India, they, we can do this. And I think the confidence just grew. Uh, I think Pat Cummins Absolutely. bowled. And, and after that 10th over, which, you know, you, you're going to come to in that in, for that partnership. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so, so I goes in the 11th over. Um, Cummins gets a beautiful ball. Uh, Inglis takes his first of five catches in the innings. But this is what I want to ask you. Do you think, you know, this stage, um, so Kale Rahul joins Virat Kohli and they start the rebuild. But then India didn't score a boundary for 19 overs. And my question to you is, did they go into their shell too much? Because sometimes you've got to transfer the pressure back onto the bowlers. And and they never did that. I mean, Coley played yeah. well. Don't get me wrong, but maybe they were just too timid. They they, they potentially would. If if India's uh, if Rohit Sharma, I mean, this is where you know you look at Rohit Sharma. He played what he wanted to do. You know, and that uh, he wanted to go out and attack, and he did that. He was fine with scoring forty seven of thirty one. That's what he wanted to do for the whole World Cup. He done that because he wanted to lay the platform. But the others, if you wanted to take the game on, this is what India has been talking about. Did they really take the game on? I think that's something they'll be asking. Yes, lowest pitch, but it also is all because you bat in that you go back into your shell because of the, this. You know, there's a fear of losing the the, the fear of oh, if I if I do get it wrong, there, there's a bit of uncertainty, and I think there was a bit of uncertainty in that partnership. Not so much Kohli, maybe for Kahil Rahul, also. The fact that, you know, India's six, 8, 9, 10, 11 are all pretty much bunnies probably meant that India couldn't take a risk. Um, mm. It's the first time throughout the World Cup and that they changed their batting, right? Uh, Jadeja came to six. Throughout the tournament, six has always been six. You know, they changed their batting. That, to me, also felt like, hang on, we need to do something different and and given when you've won 10 on a row or nine in a row, when you start thinking we need to do something, there is a sign that there's a bit of uncertainty there. Um, and, and that, uh, yeah, and yeah, a bit of panic too. And I, I think we sense that in India around that, you know, that, that partnership and um, after especially Kohli got out. Yeah. And what it did do was the fact that they were so timid, it allowed Cummins to take control and he was able to get through some overs of Mitch Marsh, Travis Head, Maxwell as well, and Zampa Bolt through the middle. And then it meant, and, you know, obviously this was a tactic in bowling first that, that the ball was able to get roughed up and then they were able to actually get a little bit of reverse swing in the mm. back half of the innings. So that meant because uh, Rahul and 
Coley had allowed Cummins to work through those overs. Then at the back half of the innings, Hazelwood, Stark and Cummins were able to polish it off and they weren't able to get away from Australia and get 260, 270. Yeah, and, and good on, um, you know, the other thing that Cummins did, we, you know, we could be thinking, well, um, he could have hesitated and said, well, I'll leave Mitch Stark right at to the back end of the Indian innings. He's going to be, he's had, I think, had three overs left. Let, let's use him at the back end. But he didn't. He went for the kill, you know, mm. and, and, and and Stark took those wickets. So he got Shammy out. Um, so he I, got I Rahul that, out. He got he Rahul got, out at a, at a vital yes, that, time. That was a t- terrific delivery. So good on Pat Cummins. You know that's that was the one he went around the wicket, didn't he? Yes. Stark went around the wicket to Rahul, and absolutely, that was a huge wicket, and and well done. Because otherwise, you could have just said, well, you could have sat back and said, well, I'll bowl, let Hazelwood bowl and go to my death bowler. You know, my best bet, death bowler at the end. But he didn't. He bought, even if it meant finishing off Mitchell Stark in the forty-sixth over, and. Cummins bowling himself, you know, that's trust. That's attacking captaincy. Um, and, and and that's where, you know, I think Pat Cummins has to be really credited. That's like backing himself, his teammate, and himself. He said, well, I'll do yeah. it, you know. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, and just um, want to talk about Coley's dismissal. Uh, I mean, this is the, the thing about Coley, the enigma of him. And, you know, as timid as he was, he got to 54 off 63, hardly mm. getting out of first gear. And, you know, that, you know, you sort of look at that Sharma catch, but that is another moment where, you know, India fought back to three for 148. You know, if Coley doesn't get out, then who knows what could happen. Um and, you know, Cummins gets him out, you know, good ball, sort of jagging back a little and yep. tightening him up. But um, but then I also thought Coley kind of – one area he made was he just stood there for like 30 seconds in shock that he got out. And I don't know if that's good for the dressing room psyche, almost like Coley, you know, was sort of feeling like he, oh. did, he was walking off with the loss. I no, I think so. I think it's just dejection. I mean, he, I don't think Coley did anything wrong, to be honest. I mean, it's just this this game is a you know it's the Cruel. differences in in, in millimeters. I mean, we Manus Labuschagne and LBW, you know, for football. Who knows what happens? Travis Head got a couple of inner edges that just went past mm. the stumps. It's just a game, you know. You can't exactly. plan for this. So um, I think it was just dejection by Coley, but. Yeah, India sending in Jadeja, and I think, I mean, just watching social media, people, a few people start to, one person that the Indian fans have started to attack is actually Suri Kumar Yadav because he was the designated finisher, the man who could hit 30 of 10 balls, but he couldn't lay bad on ball yesterday. And and he yeah, shot 18, 18 of 28, and then he was caught behind off Hazelwood. And you're right, I mean, he's someone that could have done well, a bit of damage there and never got going. Yeah, but I mean, the, I think the issue was with Surikuma Yadav, when there's no pace on the pitch, it's it's really hard to hit the ball. And he's trying to hit them wallop it, you know, behind him. Australia have set the field. The field placement's outstanding. Rohit Sharma, in, initially, that they set up a deep point. For Surikuma Yadav, they, you know, they basically have mid-off and, um, sorry, you know, fine leg back, and they go, well, if you want to hit it over the head, hit it. Like, you're not going to get a run. It's going to be a slower ball. So, uh, you know, he loves pace on the ball. Uh, and I think Australia's fuel placements planning was so good that, yes, Surikumar uh, Yadav or Sky, as they call him, it didn't execute. But that's largely because Australia's plans and execution. 
Yeah, and I think India only hit four boundaries after the power play. That just um, really yeah. reinforces the dominance of Australia. So Mitchell Stark, 10 overs, three for 55. He came good in this, the knockout stages. Josh Hazelwood, 10 overs, two for 60. Those two figures look a bit worse than the others because they had to bowl to Sharma. But then Maxwell, six overs, one for 35. Cummins, 10 overs, two for 34. Zampa, 10 overs, one for 44. They did most of the bowling. Martian Head got through two overs each. But, you know, just a good all-round bowling effort that suffocated India. Absolutely. It was, you know, 240. It's as good as Australia could have gone. I think they would, you know. They would have taken that. They would have taken that every day of the week. But I was still very nervous at the dinner break because, you know, I sort of likened it to, say, the fourth innings of a test chase, that if Australia had to chase 240 on the fourth day of a pitch in India, uh, you know, I'd be a bit nervous. But obviously white ball cricket is different. Um, and, and I think the first ball of Australia's batting innings kind of sums up where India was in this match. Brummer comes in, bowls a Jaffa to Warner. He edges it to to first slip. I mean, I'm telling yeah. you, Coley just, I don't know what he was thinking about, but he wasn't thinking about taking a catch. And first or second slip didn't go for it. It whizzed down to the boundary. It, it looked like it was a catch for Coley. And that just, to me, sums up India's night. They just couldn't handle yeah. the pressure. Yeah, 15 off that over. I mean, there you go. You know, that, that that's it. That, that's what makes the difference. A lot of people talked about that, you know, Australia-India last final in 2003, and everyone's like, how is this, this going to be done? And look, you know, I think there was a what – five wides down the leg side and then yep. Matthew Hayden pumped one down the ground or something. And that, that, that was the end of the game. And it almost resembled that um, where, you know, a, a good ball by Boomerah, but Coley, well, oh, Gil would have caught it as well, probably, but yeah, 15 off the over that changed yeah. it, but the ball did hoop around. Let, let's not. Yeah. So it know, wasn't like, without drama. I mean, that first 10 over. So Warner goes yes. in the second over caught by Coley uh, off Shammy for seven. And then Mitch Marsh comes out and, he scored. He only scored fifteen off fifteen, but I did like his intent. Um, but then he did sort of bottom edge one off Boomer to Rahul, and that made it two for forty one. But just in the fifth over, and actually, you know, if you're chasing two forty, if you can just knock off forty or fifty quickly and get it under two hundred, psychologically, that does a lot. Um, but yeah, he went early for fifteen. Big smile on his face as he went off, and this is this is when I started to get nervous because we lose two wickets. I'm thinking, well, Australia's middle order is going to have to face Yadav and Jadeja. Smith comes out, plays a beautiful straight drive, and I'm thinking, set up for Smith. You know, this is this is an innings for him. You know, just he can go at his normal pace. He can anchor the chase. Boomer comes in, gets one to nip back in, hits him on the pads. It's given out LBW. And this is what I don't get. Smith refers everything. There was there was sometimes he was referring them in the ashes and they were crashing into middle stump. He goes up to Travis Head. Travis Head says, yeah, no, that's out. He walks off. Replay comes up and hit him outside off. He would have been given a reprieve. I mean, I was gobsmacked. Confidence of Travis Head. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Well, he probably he probably felt a bit guilty after that, so that's why he was like, "I better make a match winning hundred here." Because well, I mean, and Smith Smith looked so pissed off, and he, you know, I imagine like he was disappointed getting out. He gets up to the dressing room, he looks at that replay, and he thinks, "Fuck!" And um, he didn't actually come out of the dressing room until Australia had under twenty to win. That's how mortified he was. Yeah, well, I mean, and sometimes you back to Trevor's head. Sometimes I mean, you know, you. 
involved in a big run out, a mix up, or you make a decision, you're like, well, no, I think that's out, mate. And sometimes you see it on the big screen, it can deject you. You can say, oh my God, what have I done here? You know, still probably arguably Australia's best batter has to go back. But the fact that Travis Head, it didn't bother him all these things. That's what makes his innings even greater, Menas. But mm. after that came in, I think, you know, you know the, the way he was striking the ball. I mean, by this time, I think, you know, by about 3 for 80, the first drinks break, as soon as you sensed there was a bit of dew there, I think they brought the ropes out, they mopped up the ground. You just sensed that things were going to get easier for Australia. Um, I was baffled by the lack of slower balls that the Indian bowlers bowled. I was absolutely stunned. Like, and, you know, we talked about those changes, right? India changing their batting order for the first time. Not bowling Siraj in the first 10 hours. Siraj can swing the ball. Yeah, so what I don't understand is they'd opened the bowling with him what, right yeah. throughout the tournament. And you talk about, you well, know, swapping the batting order. This is another thing where wouldn't Siraj open the bowling? Because Shami's not as good with the moving ball. Well, yeah, that, 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 there's a fair argument for that. And we saw him push the ball down the left side, he bowled a few wides as well. Um, but, but, yeah, absolutely. And there was an argument that they felt that, you know, the ball's only going to do so much in the, in the first maybe seven or eight overs. And they thought the person who, especially getting 240, you just sense a bit of desperation that they needed two from Shami in that spell. Um, and maybe two from Boomer needed to get Australia four down, and they felt then Siraj could bowl. But yes, I I was baffled. I I think, and he went to Siraj way too late. I think by the time Jew had come, and Siraj can cut, you know, bowl those cutters. I, I, Siraj tried to thump it into the pitch. I don't think that was the right plan either. So I think India just, you know, like you said, with that Jadeja up the order, not opening with Siraj, fine. But I think he should have been on maybe in the you know sixth or seventh over. I think Rohit just delayed it so much um and and full credit to australia because by then travis had to take in the game on mitch marsh with his brief innings had taken a game on and australia was already but at 347 i don't know why siraj wasn't bought on yeah 347 i was very nervous but i shouldn't have been because labashane and head put on 192 just a incredible partnership and it's the second highest partnership ever in a world cup final behind ricky ponting and damien martin's um 200 and something run partnership against india in the 2003 world cup final uh, travis head went on to 137 off 120 balls um he was dismissed with, with two runs to get i like the way travis had built into his innings if you look at his strike rate early on he did was watchful to get the pace of the pitch and as you say probably he was waiting for a bit of the dew to come in and once it did come in he just took control of that partnership and he's the sixth player to make 100 in a world cup final um yeah clive lloyd viv richards jay wardener aravinda de silva uh, Ponting, Gilchrist. I mean, he he joins a, an illustrious list. He's now the seventh player, and um, also I think it's probably Australia's greatest ever century in a World Cup final because it was done chasing. I mean, Ponting mm. and Gilchrist were both done batting first. Yep. This is when the team was in all sorts. He he got the job done. Yeah, well, one could argue. I mean, you know, since Aravinda de Silva's great knock in 1996, this is probably the best. I mean, there's only been 200 chasing, but this has got to be one of the great knocks out there. Um, so many been... parallels between those two games oh. with the, the conditions and the score. And yep. the only difference was in that game in 1996, Australia won the toss and elected to well, bat because they didn't know well, about the that, Yeah, exactly. Well, the Australian team was back in the 
you know, hotel in Lahore at 6 p.m. and nobody knew about the Jew. This yeah. time I think they actually came out of the hotel room at 6 p.m. and <laughs> examined the ground. But, you know, that's... Um, but, yeah, look, I, I mean, I just liked it how Travis Head, you know, he actually had three for 47 and just after that, he didn't go hammer and tongs. You know, no, he, he actually, was watchful. They a lot of singles. And yeah, game awareness, excellent. Menas, absolutely brilliant. He didn't take a risk. He knew what they wanted. And, you know, even sort of 100 required. And when there was about 80 required, I think he just said, well, I could finish this game. If I hit two, three lusty blows here, which is what he did against Kuldeep Yadav, um, I think Siraj and played, a, you know, a, a beautiful pull shot, I think, of, of Bumrah. That's it. He he knew eighty to win. He he gets three boundaries. Mana scores five runs. It's it's down to fifty five. Doesn't matter. You know. I think Australia's yeah. home. So even that point, when to take those risks? Brilliant batting. I mean, Travis Head probably see him. You speak to him. He probably doesn't seem like a very street wise, cunning cricketer when he when he speaks. But you know, clearly that indication there. And when we did the Shield matchings, uh, I remember the South Australian dressing group, and he just talking to Travis Head. You just knew how much he knew about the game and how much he yeah. thinks about the game. But some people almost don't want to express that. Manus would, but Travis Head is probably the polar opposite. He knows what's going on, but probably doesn't want to express it. Yeah. I mean, he's, Head's an interesting story because he was given the South Australian captaincy far too young yeah. an age and it sort of stunted his development a bit. But it has probably made him a deep thinker of the game. And I, I do want to pay tribute now to Manus's innings because. 58 not out of 110 balls. What it allowed Travis Head to do was play with some freedom. And as you say, Head identified some six and boundary options, and he was, but he knew that Manus was up the other end looking stable, and it just freed him up a bit. And, um, you know, Manus, um, you know, this, the solidity he brought to the innings really helped Head play that game. And, uh, you know, again, the selectors are masterstroke. Putting Smith and Labuschagne in there, it, it, you know, in these conditions, um, you know, really just allowed Head to 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 go big. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, Manus, and that's why Manus was in this team when when you had three dashes up the top, Warner, Smith, uh, Warner, Marshall. You wanted consolidation, and the the point was, and I said it, is to get to three for you know eighty odd in sort of fifteen overs. And then consolidate, and and you you can let you can have minus score seventy or eighty balls even, because mm. uh, if, if if and if your bowling's done the job, and if you can prevent them by having four of your best bowlers, which is what Australia decided instead of you know playing those part timers, you're going to restrict the opposition, and that paid off. So yeah, I mean, man, minus just like I mentioned, hardly took a risk. You know, he nearly blocked out a maiden from Jadeja, ran well between the wickets. Just, just cricketing smarts. Indeed, and uh, Jadeja ten overs, none for forty three. He didn't take the eight wickets that I predicted, and Yadav ten overs, none for fifty six. Uh, you just couldn't have predicted that India spinners would get no wickets against Australia in the final. And um, yeah, it was you know so uh, in the wash up, Travis Head was player of the match. So player of the match in the semi final and the final. That's quite an achievement. Um, Virat Kohli was the player of the series because of his 765 runs, the most ever by a player in a World Cup. And, boy, when he went up and collected his medal for that prize, he did not look a happy camper. Um, the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi came down to present the World Cup to the Australian team. And 
um, because India had lost, most of the crowd had gone, so he didn't get the reception I think he'd hoped for. Um, but but they were magic scenes at the end as Australia had the cup and they lifted the cup and then, um, you know, they brought all the support staff in and everyone and they got yeah. a photo with Love- them. Beautiful. Lo- lo- yeah, lovely touch by Pat Cummins. I think some of the logistics um, uh, people around the team, some of the you know the local Indian officials. Um, so uh, you know, Pat Cummins was able to hand over the World, World Cup to them. Uh, you yes. know, who, who and then took a photo of them. It, 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 fantastic. They, these are wonderful scenes and just shows humility. And you know, like Pat Cummins, uh, you know, he, he genuinely is that. You know. The, the golden boy now of Australian cricket officially, Menazano. You're still a little bit unhappy, but um, I'm very happy. now I think. But there, there is one thing, and if we've wrapped up the match, Menaz, I have a can't yes. let it go already. Go, good. Give it to me. Give them right now. You ready yeah, for give it? it? To me. Okay. Yep. Well, seriously, seriously, QF one, QF two, whatever it is, get the Australian team home. Seriously, like. People like Steve Smith, David Warner, whoever else is picked in that team to play that T20 series, which starts in three days, no. Send somebody else over there. I'm sorry. These heroes need to be back here in Australia. You know, it's Monday morning. Get next Monday, lunchtime in Sydney, lunchtime in Melbourne. Get these guys paraded around. I don't want Steve Smith and and David <laughs> Warner to be playing in a T Twenty series. It's absolutely pointless. Man, I agree. I agree. Get, and you're yeah, the I can't that... let that go. That good, decision has good, to be changed I... right now. Good, George, George Bailey, pick anyone. We'll go play for Australia in that T Twenty series <laughs> right now. Get these guys home and show off in front of the, the you know the, the the spectators. They're national heroes. They don't want to be in India over there. Already 50,000 people had left by Australia won the World Cup. We've got fans here who will be lining up, kids who are lining up, schools in area, but nearly holiday season. Get them out on the streets and give them ticket parades in three or four series, wherever. Do it now. I can't let that go. There you go, Manus. Well, I love it. And you're not the only one to say that. Michael Vaughan, I listened to him on the BBC, and he said a couple of things. He thinks this is the greatest ever win in a World Cup by a team, he think by any team, he thinks the fact that Australia have gone to India and beaten them in their home soil is the greatest ever win in history. And he, he said exactly what you said. He said they should have a ticket tape parade in Sydney. They should be fated. They should be toured around the country. He said exactly the same thing you said. And I agree with you. Matt Wade is due to captain that T20 side. Just send over a bunch of – send over the Aussie A boys um, and, and give them the experience there because – this whole 15 player squad should be sort of toured around the country. Um, such is the nature of this win. Have we gone uh, in the podcast during the World Cup without mentioning Matty Wade? <laughs> <laughs> Can they get him with his medal? He probably deserves it. Um, just for the spiritual uh, help he gives to the team. Um, but yeah, uh, incredible stuff. So, Australia win by. Six wickets with seven overs to spare. As I, said, I talked about the scenes afterwards, but, you know, you could tell the players were really emotional. And, uh, yeah, you know, you look at the heroes of the World Cup. I mean, Glenn Maxwell, 400 runs, an economy rate of 4.81 with the ball. David Warner had a quiet finals, but 535 runs just allowed Australia to go on that winning streak. 
Um, you know, Mitch Marsh, 441 runs. Um, just immense contributions right down the the um, the list. You know, Adam Zampa, the most ever wickets by spinner in a World Cup, 23 wickets. And, you know, what I liked about it was that it was a real team effort. You know, like they, they chipped in at different points and, um, you know, everyone contributed to this win. Uh, who's your player of the tournament for Australia? Well, that's a good one. That is a good one. Player of the tournament. I, I'm probably going Glenn Maxwell. You're going Glenn Maxwell. Okay. Yep. Yep. 400 I, runs, I, two centuries, and but it's what he did with the ball. 68.3 overs, six wickets. He didn't take many wickets, mm, but his economy, yeah. as I said, under five. If he can't, if he doesn't bowl well, then all of a sudden not having a second spinner is exposed. All of a sudden, you know, you've got to think about dropping Stark, Hazelwood or Cummins if Maxwell doesn't perform. So I, I think he's player of the match and then I'm going um, Zampa and probably Warner at two and three. How about you? Yeah, yeah, but that, uh, it's a good shout. Uh, I think so. I, th- I mean, Glenn Maxwell's bowling performance is, is probably something that, you know, down the track, nobody's probably going to, you know, remember. Uh, everyone's going to remember that 200, of course. But uh, I think you're right. I mean, it changes the combination because Maxi bowled so well. I think, yep. Um, I, I, look, it's, I mean, Travis Head's only played half the tournament, but his impact was huge. Um, I, you know, the way, I mean, you could, give it, you could give it to him for his finals. Yeah. Work. Yeah, a f- finals work, the 100 against New Zealand. Uh, Pat C- uh, Cummins, you know, captaincy, I thought outstanding. Um, well, I mean, c- I thought he got better it? as the tournament went on, Cummins. I thought his captaincy yeah. got a lot better. Um, no, but just look, just firing up. These are the players, Menas, who are not returning to Australia this week. <laughs> and so I, I can't. I still can't let it go. Travis Head, well, Josh. There was Inglis, a report. The, yeah, okay, you go on. Yeah, Josh Inglis, Glenn Maxwell, Steve Smith, Marcus Stoinis, David Warner, and Adam. David Warner's flag is going to come home. I think. Okay, there you go. Um, that's, that's fair enough. Well, I, I'm with you. Fly more home. Um, yeah. So, look, anything else you want to get into before we wrap this up, Gav? I mean, no. I, I the night had- we'll never forget. The night we'll never forget. A lot of I mean, of I just think it's probably good to end this by bashing England a little bit and um, <laughs> bigging up Australia. I mean, Australia won the World Test Championship this year, retained the Ashes, win a World Cup. You know, you, you think about how much is spoken about England's white ball dynasty over the last, you know, four or five years. And, um, mm. you know, they, they, you know, Australia... They win the yeah. 2015 World Cup. They win the 2021 T20 World Cup, and we win the 2023 50 over World Cup. Now I know England won a couple of cups there, but we are the undisputed kings of white ball cricket now. And um, India, you know, England's legacy has been overshadowed by Australia yet again. Yep, and that, while you're taking a dig at uh, England, I mean, I'll go for the other. I mean, we're the big three, so I'll go have to take a. Geek in India, 2011-13 Champions Trophy they won. It's been 10 long years without an ICC trophy. And it's, you know, I think it's in this sort of golden generation as well. You know, you, you look at all these guys, Kohli and and, and Rohit Sharma, Jadeja, uh, Mohammed Shami, um, Ashwin, who played, you know, all these guys in, in that 
age bracket of you know sort of similar like the Australian players, um, and the, you know they're not able to win an ICC trophy. I mean, India's greatest achievement in ten years, and um, I'll, I'll give my book a bit of a wrap now, and I think you know it still leaves a bit of more of a legacy. If India won the World Cup, maybe that series down under would have been forgotten but that's still india's greatest legacy i think over the last 10 yeah. years so um, i think that the, the book sales will still continue to rise what's your book called again <laughs> the miracle what's makers a, the miracle makers about india yeah. winning here what, two three seasons ago um but look what a what a night um fantastic for australia six six victories and uh, I, I can't believe it like, like you mentioned michael vaughan said it but yeah this this is this is right up there, one of the best wins. I mean, I'm just trying to think about even in our, you know, in our lifetime sure. and probably yeah, when Shrelakers, we started watching. Yeah, Sri Lanka's was pretty special in 96. Um, there have been yeah, some big wins, yeah. but, uh, yeah, from what I've seen, this is this is right up there. I mean, going to, to India and winning. And, yeah. um, you know, I just think about the reaction. Like, you know, Cummins has got a lot of criticism from, you know, media pundits that call him too woke or whatever. And, um, you know, this shoves it right up them. This will shut everybody up because, you know, Cummins now is a World Cup winning captain. He joins Clark. He joins Ponting. He joins Steve Waugh. He joins Alan Border in that illustrious group. Mm. And, uh, you know, he led by example. He's an inspirational leader. Maybe he's not tactically a genius, but he inspired them and he kept calm when Australia was down. All I can say, Ben, is, is one thing. Australia T20 World Cup champions, you know, from 18 months ago. Yes, England did spoil the party here, but 50 over champions. We've seen it numerous times in maybe the IPL. White ball cricket, they reckon it's the game of youngsters, but no, old is still gold. That's it. The experience paid off in the end. Well, Gav, uh, thanks for joining me for this wrap-up. Um, we'll, we'll leave it there. I need to get some sleep. I, I've maybe got half an hour of sleep since um, the <laughs> game ended. I mean, I played it. I've got to say, I played it beautifully. Managed to get in a big afternoon nap on Sunday to prepare for the final. Loaded up in the coffee and just just astounding stuff. Just I just could never have dreamed that we'd just do it so convincingly in the end. I mean, at 3 for 47, I was thinking, oh, my God, I'm in for a heart stopper of a night. So thank you, Marnus and Travis Head, because, you know, we could just enjoy it. We could just enjoy the glory of Australian cricket, you know, that six World Cups, one T20 World Cup, we've held the ashes for a long time. I mean, and I think McDonald's coaching has got better. Like, I think the experience of the T20 World Cup last year where they – stumbled has definitely mm. helped him prepare for this tournament so congratulations to all round i'm going to eat my humble pie because i i wrote them off but i'm so glad to be wrong although i did tip them to win the final in our podcast you did you did you did so yep well done to you man it's and been great great been doing all the you know world cup shows we've, we've had them going for about 10 weeks now but um yeah we could uh, we can focus on that T20 series against India? Maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe India can get their revenge then. Yes, yeah, so we'll be back tomorrow with a three-hour preview <laughs> of that T20 series. Um, all right, but no, we, we will be back later in the week. I think there'll be plenty of reflections to go on from this World Cup, and I'd love to jump on with you and maybe Jono, who was on a couple of the shows, and just look at the World Cup as a whole and, you know, what yep. we've learned about it and, and stuff. But anyway, listeners, if you're an Australian listener, go and enjoy this win. It's, it's a moment to savour. 
If you're an Indian listener, I feel really sorry for you, but you're a great team. And if you're an England listener, suck it. (laughs) This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.